Greetings and welcome to the Godfidence Today broadcast. This broadcast is designed for you and your family to go deeper in your faith with your walk with the Lord and to be able to be encouraged in all times. And we're living in times right now where it seems like evil is everywhere. There is a saying by uh, Edmund Burke that says, what are we to do? All that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And, you know, we don't have control over other people's choices and the things that they do, but we do have control over the enemy. And most of those times it is an act of brokenness that he works through in other people to try to pull us and ensnare us into a trap. So how can we handle living in a world that appears so evil? You know, in the day that we live in, uh, there's a huge rise of occultism, uh, sexual marketing, promotion of evil in media, and, you know, really living out uh, right in front of us for this generation uh, with social media, they're inundated and bombarded with constant thoughts and, and things that are not from God. So maybe you're thinking, well, you know, it was bad when I was a kid or uh, my parents didn't like my music either. But the reality is, is that it can really harm us and it can you know, we can't just say, oh, it's just entertainment when it, you know, and whenever it's designed for someone to feel good, there's nothing good about darkness. So I'm not going to mention any artist uh, today, but I can spend hours on this topic. Why? Because I was not always a Christian. And a matter of fact, I was pretty bound up most of my life. And I, I personally experienced the dark side of life and the lies that, that can lead to destruction. So first, let's talk about ourselves. Is entertaining? Uh, is it entertaining whenever we see kids strung out on drugs or when marriages are destroyed of sexual addiction? That's not entertainment. Is it entertaining when a loved one um, chooses suicide and the only you know way they, they fell out of their depression, but yet we allow the entertainment to rule the areas of our lives? Well, I would think not. However, we allow lyrics and television shows and movies, the things that we tolerate in this generation are the things that are celebrated in the next. I'm going to say that again. The things that are tolerated in this generation are celebrated in the next. You know, I think about my generation and, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I was born in 64. Me and the Beatles are the same age. But <laughs> the reality is, is in the 60s, there was that whole uh, sexual revolution, the sex, drugs and rock and roll and all of those things that brought and least a horrible spirit into the earth. And so, so many people thought, well, that's just the way things are. That is not the way things are. That is the way things are according to the plan of the enemy. And John 10, 10, it says the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus came so that you can have life and life more abundant. So I love that scripture because it's so true because we see all of this going on in the world today. So we see, um, you know, that how things are in our lives and the world that we live in. And then it says in Proverbs 424, basically, that we have to plan to guard our hearts because out of it flows all the issues of life. And that's a very important scripture, because if we don't guard ourselves, it's like going out in 
the snow in sandals. Your feet are going to get frostbite. It's like going out in a storm, in a hurricane uh, with no umbrella or anything to protect you from uh, the rain. It is just, it, it's ridiculous for us to think that we can be in the world and this stuff not affect us. We have to guard our hearts against these things. So we, if we take a stand against immorality in our lives and to the lives around us, you know, we get um, whatever, you know, we, you know, it's like getting an update for your software. Uh, you've got to, you've got to update it to, for, to truth and not lies because these things are toxic to your soul. Another thing we must do is to press in in our prayer life, you know, praying the spheres of influence uh, or praying over the spheres of influence of media and arts and entertainment, education, government, military, businesses, families, and churches. Second Chronicles 714 reminds us to do this is super important if we will humble ourselves and pray. And so we've got to realize that we have authority. Uh, Jesus gave us authority. He went to the cross, he took a beating, and and whenever he, you know, he desires for us to walk in the truth of our identity in Christ, and the Holy Spirit resides on the end of it, in, inside of us. So we want to look at this and say, okay, wait a minute, I can pray. That makes a difference for my generation. We also want to look at it as I don't have to open up. Uh, myself to the filth that is on the airwaves, whether it be on social media, on the television, on the radio. We don't have to do that. I mean, you wouldn't go dig in your laundry basket and grab the dirtiest, slimiest, gross clothes that have been stinking and put them on, right? No, that's what we're doing when we allow those things into our life. And third, we need to recognize that who the enemy is. And we can't afford to attack people based on uh, where they're at. You know, the Bible says that we war not against flesh and blood, but therefore if we are tempted, you know, in the spirit, we, we have to deal with that spirit. And, you know, we war not against flesh and blood, but we war with rulers and, and wicked places. And so what is that? That's that spirit that's operating through them. Now, let me say this. When we go bashing what other people are doing, that's not a godly attribute. Why? Because God loves them. They were created in his image and he wants to restore them, but we don't tolerate it in our own life. So when we see these things, instead of saying, oh my goodness, this artist said that, or this person did that, or this TV star did that, we should say, God help them, restore them, heal them, save them, Lord, and pray for them rather than speaking out ugly. Because if we speak out ugly, uh, we're just adding to the problem. Uh, you know, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if your, ha your heart is hard hearted and you're uh, cynical or you're a Pharisee, you know, you're like a Pharisee um, or a Sadducee, you're just, you know, like constantly uh, attacking those people. They're not going to get saved. We have got to come into agreement that they are bound up and the same spirit uh, that God used to save us is alive and well and wants to restore them so that, you know, we need to finally we need to put on the full armor of God. Really? Now, this could be a whole broadcast in itself. You know, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, you know, as we resist the enemy uh, and put on the full armor of God, we're walking in who God called us to be. We're, you know, we have on the, the you know, helmet of salvation, you know, and when we've got that and we're girded up, you know, with our truth and all of the things that come with the 
uh, armor, we're not going to desire those things and we're not going to entertain those things. We will be willing to pay for those people that are caught up in those things. So we've got to be careful because, you know, James 4.17, I love that scripture. I love it so much. We hear people all the time and they'll say stuff like, well, just resist the enemy and he will flee. Yes, that is true. But they're only reading part of the scripture. The first part of the scripture is submit yourself unto God, then resist the enemy and he will flee because we cannot do it in our own ability. It reminds me uh, whenever they were trying to cast the demon out, you know, and the and the demon looks at them and, and, and they're like, Jesus, I know and Paul, I know, but who are you? <laughs> so you've got to know who you are and who you belong to and make sure that we are taking the full counsel of the word and we are submitting ourselves to God. Then we can resist the enemy and he has to flee from you. But many times, you know, we don't want to humble ourselves. And so when we are calling out other people for their sin, well, especially non-Christians, I mean, come on, would you ever expect a non-Christian to act like a Christian? Of course not. That's just insane to expect them to be transformed and their minds being changed and renewed by the watering of the word. And for them to live a holy life is just really unrealistic. So we have got to make sure that we speak life into situations. We pray for situa pray situations, but we do not allow them to overtake us. You know, we wonder why our faith gets weak. We're tormented or we can't stand under the intense attacks. Uh, you know, the, the world is coming at us, you know, but we have to cast down our idols and, you know, we have to cast our cares on the Lord who cares for us, who gave it all for us. So regardless of what you see someone going through, stop and think, ask ourselves some questions. You know, how can I pray for them? Ask yourself, wait a minute, am I being critical and judgmental or am I taking this to the throne of God and interceding for these people? Today, we must have peace in the midst of this world. Uh, we must expose the schemes of the enemy and we must pray hard, <laughs> very hard. God is for you. Therefore, who can be against you? Stand and continue to fight the good fight of faith. So number one, guard your heart. Number two, pray. Number three, stand. You know, Romans 12, 21 says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. How do we do that? We stand in the truth of God's word. And I want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure that you're staying in the word. Make sure that you're walking in truth and be encouraged that you do have authority over the enemy, but it's not going to work if you are not submitted to God. And so he loves you so much. He gave us the word so that we could follow the word for our lives to walk out freedom. Thank you and be blessed.